Welcome to Psychic-ish, my name is Lydia and you're listening to episode number Lucky Seven. (laughs) (laughs) I've broken my own little heart already, it's not even episode seven, it's episode six, I've jumped the gun. So pretend you haven't heard that intro for next week's episode, okay? (laughs) I liked lucky number seven. I hope you're not a new listener because I most definitely would have just scared you away, but hey? It's sort of a theme we've got going on at this podcast. My podcast here shares a behind-the-scenes take of what it's really like for me to see spirits. It doesn't have all the glitz and glamour of sensing murder from back in the day, and it's not as brilliant as Tyler Henry's incredible, incredible shows. But it's as real as I could make it, and hey, I do jazz it up a little bit with some sound effects. So. I try and make it as palatable as possible for you. Now, you may have already heard a few bumps and bobs in the background during this intro. I'm sorry to say it's not a spirit. Although the lights did just flicker, but that's, again, not a spirit, I don't think. There's a cyclone on the way, so the weather is wild out there. So if you do hear anything gusty it's just the wind I promise until later in the episode I'm not saying we have anything scary like in episode four but some unexpected things happen I'd say I feel like I have a responsibility to warn you now but hey we've got a little bit of a banger of an episode if I may say so myself buckle up going to start off the episode today with a listener's experience. They generously recorded an experience they've had on a voice memo and Instagram and sent it through as a DM. So we're going to start off with that and then I'm going to read through a light experience I had that I just wanted to note and get out there and then One more dream I've had that sort of trailed into a few experiences. So today's kind of scattered. I'm going to feel like, (laughs) I mean, I feel like this is the closest I'll ever be to a DJ and I've never been cool enough to be a DJ. You know how everyone always goes through that stage throughout high school or maybe more early uni years where they want to become a DJ, I've got no voice and I'm not really clued up with music. Most of the music I like is actually kind of depressing. So this is the closest I'm going to get and I tell you what, I'm going to take full fucking advantage. Get ready to hear some cringeworthy sounds in this episode. Okay, so first up, we have a message from a friend of mine who's called Sophie, and just by coincidence, she listened to the third episode of Psychic-ish, and seemed to find that she had a really similar experience herself. 
Have a listen. Hey, Lydia, it's Sophie. I'm just messaging because um, I wanted to just share after I was listening to your podcast and your story about your sis, Soph, and her birth. Um, it, I, it's really interesting because I didn't have quite an intense experience as yourself, but I just wanted to share that uh, when my sister, who's younger than me also, she's seven well, I know so so older than you, but I have a younger sister who's seven years younger called Hannah. And when she went into labor, I knew as well. I was just doing a yoga class. I wasn't teaching. I was just doing it. And I suddenly got gripped with the worst kind of period pain ever. And I... I actually had to like do a scan of my body going, oh shit, I'm getting my period now. And I obviously wasn't. I, um, in the end, um, started to realize that it wasn't, that it wasn't my period. And of course it was something much deeper and it was, um, it was labor pains. And I recognized it cause I'd already had Bo at this point. He was 15 months old and, uh, I started to have this like realization my sister's in labor my sister's having her baby and she hadn't told me because she was still two weeks away from her due date so I wasn't really anticipating like in that moment any news to come probably until her due date because I was like two weeks late with Bo so I didn't think at two weeks before due date she could start going to labor but yeah I left I just like got up throughout in the middle of the yoga class and I left and I called my mom and went hey where's Han is she at home and because they were living together at the time and she was like no she's at the hospital she's gone her water's broken the night and she just went straight there with Jack because she didn't know you know what was happening and whether yeah so she went to the hospital with her husband and had the baby and I had really bad period pains all morning and when she announced that Archie was born I was just you know so like I felt so aware and so connected and felt really um like it was woo-woo I thought this is incredible that I felt my sister go into labor and it was really cool and it was a special moment that really sort of reiterated our bond as sisters and that no one's been able well I've never actually heard anyone else say that they'd felt that moment their sibling was in labor I'd never really heard anyone else say that and no one of course is um ever going to really explain that but I think on that cellular level it's just it's sort of little ripple effects of our energetic connections I have no other explanation for it either now, I could sit here and try and reenact the reaction I had to the first time I heard Soph's story when she sent it through to me, but I'm actually just going to play you a snippet of the response I sent to her, because that's what I was feeling in that moment in its most, most authentic state. Wow, I had goosebumps the entire, entire time you said your story. I'm I'm just so glad I'm not the only one because I really thought, I don't know, I think it's really, um, really easy to be sceptical in those situations and I love how you talked about things just on a cellular level being really connected and I really, really agree. So to sum that up, I just 
thought that was a crazy level of synchronicity that we had in our experiences. It leaves me speechless and I still cannot fight the smile off my face when I listen to So's story. The connection So has with her sister goes beyond anything us wee little human beings can understand at this time. I just feel very comforted in not being alone in that scenario. So thank you so much, Soph, for sending in your story there and for your bravery. And I just wish you all the best with all the craziness that might be coming your way with all this sort of stuff. (laughs) So the next item on the schedule for today's Itty Bitty Remixed episode (laughs) is... A diary entry I have that came after last week's diary entry and it's only small but I obviously felt at the time that it was important so I wrote it down. So this is from the early morning of the 22nd of June in 2019. I shut my eyes to go to sleep and there were about five male faces surrounding me, very close up and close together. They were angry. They were yelling. I don't think they were speaking English. I wasn't afraid and started to ask how I could help like I usually would. Then I realized that they were still yelling in a language I couldn't understand. People that come through to me don't usually physically touch me but it has happened. I thought it'd be best to protect myself and try to think about what light I could surround myself in. I was tired and couldn't really remember. All I could think was that sometimes when I surround myself in white light, it stirs up even more energy and acts like a beacon or, in quotation marks, I'm open, end quote, sign and I'm open sign for more people to visit. As soon as I finished that train of thought, they were gone. I couldn't believe that I'd had such a quick visit from the moment I shut my eyes. It probably lasted about a minute. I wondered if it even happened. It did. I just didn't feel like I helped those people at all. Looking back at um, my younger self, It's so clear for me to see that I do feel this duty to help anyone and everyone that comes through and there's some guilt attached if I don't help them. It's not like this is something I've let go of in time. Um, It's about three years later and I definitely still feel that duty. But why do I pity my younger self for feeling guilty about that? That's all that's coming up for me right now is I'm just like, hey, maybe this is bigger than you. I don't really know how I feel about it, if I'm honest. I think in another train of thought, though, it just shows that Sometimes these experiences don't always have to be ground ba- ground baking. Yum. <laughs> don't always have to be groundbreaking or lead to these large epiphanies or transformative moments for grieving family members or souls that have passed. It 
can sometimes just be five men aggressively coming through to you and yelling at you, probably with some urgency to help someone. That's what I can, that's the only thing I can think of now. Like they knew someone that needed help and they were just trying to, as I said before, I feel like I kind of have this taxi light on almost. So spirits know that if they come to me, I'll hear them. And I just wonder if they were trying out all the taxi lights to see who could understand and who could help. And in that instance, I couldn't. Uh, But it just shows not every little experience is momentous. And I wrote that down because I thought it was important. And I'm glad I did. I mean, you learn more in hindsight. That's probably teaching me the lesson that I shouldn't feel like I've let anyone down by not understanding the messages that have come through. I don't have all the tools yet to understand. But I'm glad I wrote it down. Yeah. It's even nice recording something for once that doesn't fire off really big emotions because they're really hard to process while I'm talking about the stuff and editing it. Like it means that I have to go through the emotion lots and lots of times until the episode's actually released. And that can be really, really exhausting. But I chose to be here and I love it. And that brings us to the third section of today's episode. Now, I don't really know when this occurred. I think 2019 was the year that I just started documenting everything as it came through or anything that seemed significant. And there's one little note I have. And then the next goes into sort of the Christmas period of that year. So I'm assuming this is late 2019. So this is a note of a dream I had. There was a sign in front of me that said a few words, then, in quotation marks, clairvoyant. I don't know if I ever read the first few words. In front of the sign was really smoky, but if I strained and tried hard enough, the words revealed themselves. After a few minutes of trying, I was able to read the few sentences beneath the title, and when I did, two young men were happy and dancing around each other and laughing to the left of the sign. I can't remember what the sign said, but it was something about an introduction or the first few steps to clairvoyancy. I can't help but wonder, yes, I feel like Carrie Bradshaw when I say that, (laughs) I can't help but wonder if, I know I said in that last episode of mine, episode five, that I thought if I was going to start having some psychic lessons or any kind of development lessons through my spirit guides that it would happen while I was dreaming, and I think I think they tried, they tried to start it up that way, but then maybe my memory wasn't so great in the morning and it wasn't as effective. (laughs) Anyway, that dream seemed to be the catalyst for a bit more activity throughout the end of that year. And I noted this down in the same notes app, so I must have thought there was a link. 
and I'll go through and read it out to you. This isn't a dream. This is just a diary entry from that time. Over the last week or so, I've been having that feeling where you see something or see someone out of the corner of your eye, which is funny because I've never really had that or had it more as a kid, but never this often or frequent. It's almost daily. At first, I wondered if I was just tired or my eyesight was deteriorating, but due to the frequency, I think maybe things are changing for me. I was in the kitchen at our flat and saw something in the corner of my eye move. Turned around and nothing was there. Our whole flat was in the kitchen again and I had felt someone, in brackets, I thought a flatmate, come up the stairs and stand at the top, but no one was there. That night I had the picture of someone's face right up close to mine before I went to sleep. I thought it was a female, but they had a wide smile and were laughing. I thought, someone's here and has a message for me. They're just having fun. So for the first time, I wasn't scared. Oh, how momentous. First time not being scared. Proud of you, little lid. (laughs) Then a few days later, I went home for the few days before Christmas. I always felt my mum's... I always felt my mum's new house that she bought after I left home had some strange energy in it. Once a few years back, I was sleeping on my stomach and felt something heavy, like a laptop charger, for example, drop on my back from a height of about 30 centimetres. But over the years, I've been more sceptical than actually experiencing anything. So my mum and I were wrapping Christmas parents parents my mum and I were wrapping Christmas presents for about an hour and she said Lydia I must show you what I got Penelope just changed the name of the person I've mentioned for their anonymity but it's my cousin's little girl who at the time was about seven my mum described this little karaoke microphone that records your voice etc etc and was holding the microphone in its case out of nowhere The microphone just starts making loud noise. White noise. My mum and I just look at each other, but it doesn't turn off. My mum was confused and said, how has it even turned on? There's no batteries. Is it supposed to be on? She opened up the case and passed it to me, and I held down the power button. It took about a 10-second hold for me to turn it off. There's no way... My mum held that same button down that hard and for that long when initially showing it to me. She was just regularly holding it in front of her. Mum took the microphone off me again and turned it on and said something into the microphone which made a completely different sound than what we heard. Just an echo of whatever she was saying. I told her, don't worry mum. I've been having some weird things happen. I think someone has a message for me. (laughs) She then goes into the microphone and says, Hello, Lydia, in a deep mocking voice. (laughs) I remember mum doing that, so cheeky. I laughed and said, it's not funny. That night, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and the bathroom I use is downstairs. At the bottom of the room, there's a cloakroom or more like an open walkthrough cupboard that has a shortcut sliding door as access to the toilet. 
as I wandered down the stairs in my half slumbered state. How poetic. I'm loving how I wrote this at the time. <laughs> I should be an author. <laughs> uh, where were we? Half slumbered state, right? As I wandered down the stairs in my half slumbered state, I see someone, their legs mostly, walk out of the cupboard towards my right and into the lounge. Bearing in mind everything is dark, so they were a dark shadow too. I thought it must just be my eyesight, went to the bathroom and back to sleep. I put a show on to play on my phone though, because I was scared of someone coming to me. That was something I really, really commonly did all up until I had my concussion in 2021. Um, I couldn't go to sleep unless I had a TV show on, most likely Friends or Shortland Street. The only problem was it had to be something that I either knew really well or wasn't interested in because if I was interested in it, I would kind of keep attention and want to see what was going on and that would keep me from sleep and I just wanted to get to sleep as soon as possible before I saw or heard anyone come through but I tell you what I'd start to get really invested in Shortland Street like it gets a bad rap but it's addictive I put a show on to play on my phone though because I was scared of someone coming to me. If I have the distraction of a show or light, it's harder for them to come through than just complete darkness and silence. The night after next, I was having a shower in the same bathroom. It was late, maybe midnight, and my mum and her partner were long asleep upstairs. I was already uncomfortable about being in that bathroom with my weird feelings, but thought it had been more... I'm trying to make sense of this. Okay, so I was already uncomfortable about being in that bathroom with my weird feelings, but thought it'd be worse, perhaps, when I got out of the shower and the room is a bit foggy and the whole mirror is fogged out, that something might happen. Okay, so usually that bathroom fogs up heaps and would always feel really eerie getting out of the shower because it would kind of be like a steam room and the whole big mirror would reflect back onto the door that sliding door that leads into the cupboard that I saw someone walk out of so it's almost like really eerie just seeing the cold air just sort of clear the fog from the bathroom mirror and reveal that door knowing that there's a weird energy and both rooms but more so from that cupboard door I guess so I'm sorry this is a bit of a this needed a bit of an explanation but I'll start again I'll start that sentence again I was already uncomfortable about being in that bathroom with my weird feelings but thought it'd be more when I got out of the shower and the room was a bit foggy and the whole mirror is fogged that something would happen But I was washing myself and turned around behind me and saw and felt someone for a split second right outside the shower doors. Fuck, I forgot this. More has happened in that bathroom since and I'll update you. I didn't realize this stuff was in this diary entry, but we've got future updates. So 
Hey, just another track to add in to DJ Lydia's mix today. Fuck, <laughs> I'm lame. Um, I turned around behind me and saw and felt someone for a split second right outside the shower doors. I was terrified of this as it had caught me off guard. I got out of the shower, gathered my things quickly, and again went to sleep with a show on my phone. The next day, I went down to Christchurch to have Christmas with my boyfriend's family. I was glad to be out of that house and never felt any bad energy in his family's house. On Christmas Day, we had his family, his mum, dad and sister, and his sister's recent fiancé, and his parents visiting from Ireland. We had a lovely day and lots and lots of laughter, half of that being laughing at the thick accents because you just like I can't understand a word they say but they're also all so funny like I think my cheeks hurt at the end of every day probably got abs out of it where were we the Irish just have story after story to tell hey I'm not wrong we were in the lounge which has a hallway down the back that leads to all the bedrooms and the bathroom and the garage so there's there's usually a bit of track through that hallway We were sitting down at the table sharing some stories and I saw a tall man smiling under the doorway. I sat up and smiled, thinking it was Dan, my boyfriend, who must have been returning from the bathroom or someone else coming back in. But a few seconds later, no one was there. I looked around the room and everyone was accounted for. This experience felt the most real for me as I must have felt this energy so much that I sat up and smiled at them to welcome them back into the room. They seemed happy and maybe a bit cheeky. I also have the feeling he is one of the men who danced around the clairvoyant sign last night, happy to show me my first introductory lesson. Whoa. Hey. (laughs) That gave me shivers. It's funny because when I was telling my mum someone had a message for me because they'd been hanging around, I said I thought it was someone on Dan's side coming through and got goosebumps all over my confirmation that something I feel psychically is true and felt someone or two people nodding in front of me, my other confirmation. Whoa, I'm so glad. I had last week's episode to describe how I usually see that panel of seven nodding, but in this case, I just saw two people nodding, and there were two people dancing around that sign. Hmm. If I don't get goosebumps or see someone or people shaking their heads no, then I know I'm wrong about my instincts. That happens. But mostly when someone comes up to me, usually a family member, saying they've sent something themselves and say what they think it is, and my little council may nod or shake their heads to lead us on the right path. I really want to know who this was because I thought I thought I knew who it was, but hmm. I don't know, maybe I saw my spirit guide in the flesh. Maybe one of Dan's ancestors is one of my spirit guides. <gasps> I'm getting a nod and goosebumps. Who's the spirit guide? Richard? Richard? 
I'm going to have to text um, my boyfriend's mum to see if that has any significance. Wow. Okay, um, that's new. Maybe Dan and I are soulmates. <laughs> Maybe we are meant to be together if his ancestors are some of my spirit guides. Oh my gosh, I can't tell him that. He'll fucking dump me. Oh, I really apologize. I don't know why I'm really hard on the swearing today. Sometimes it's my jam, sometimes it's not, but seem to have that turned up. Maybe it's like the cockiness ego of a DJ coming through, you know, like got to turn up the cool factor, which I really, really, really don't have. Anyway, where, where were we? I've never had a direct lesson before, except for years. And I'm talking maybe five years ago in a dream where I'd been asked if I'd ever had a spirit guide reveal themselves to me. I said no and a few weeks later I had a dream where I was walking next to someone holding a uni book with the title Spirit Guide 101. I tried to chase them to get the book but I can't remember if I ever did. This dream with the text right there and the two people checking on me to focus and reveal what the sign said really felt like the beginning of something. I'm excited to see what comes with these latest few changes in my awareness. I have goosebumps because it's definitely that time where things really, really, really ramped up for me. I think it's a time where I did just start to focus in and try and make sense of the messages that were coming through instead of just experiencing them, if that makes sense. Like in that first little diary entry I read out that must have only been a few months before this latest one it's like I just saw it as an experience I didn't try and pick it apart and find meaning to it whereas with these other ones I really have now I'm very aware that this episode has gone on for way way longer than they usually would but I mean, I put this story up on my Instagram perhaps about a month ago. But I don't have many followers, so I doubt anyone actually saw it. <laughs> I'm nothing if not modest. It was actually an experience I had in that same bathroom in my mum's house. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm distracted by... I think the whole reason of writing down that experience and reading it now where I've decided to actively start to understand these things, it might be in a decision to see whether I want to try and block it all out or not or gain control of it so it doesn't take over my life. But I've come really far and it's just a really nice humbling moment to sit and think like, wow, it's even just a relief to have less confusion around what some things mean and knowing what my purpose is with all this stuff. I feel like with the psychic stuff for me, it's almost like a torchlight 
Well, you know how if you adjust it, the light circle gets bigger and brighter. I feel like with every experience I have, the light or the knowledge I have just expands and gets brighter. It's like it was there all along, but I'm just letting it expand and letting it focus on more so I can see more. My spirit guides just told me that was a really lovely analogy, so I hope you do too. They're my biggest hype hype men, hype women, hype people. So in a few precious moments, you're going to see how this all ties together and why this why this extra story that makes this episode extra long is extra important. <laughs> it ties everything in. In 2022, only a few months ago, I was staying at my mum's house and felt some creepy shit go down in that same bathroom I've been talking about in this episode. The audio is a little bit quiet, but I promise, as always, it's worth it. after it happened but um I'm staying with my mum back home in Auckland and she was upstairs and I have the choice of staying in two different rooms while I'm here and the room upstairs I've had an experience in and I was just telling her about it um and she said oh you haven't seen anything downstairs have you I said oh well Two years ago, I was going downstairs to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and I saw someone walk out of the closet next to the bathroom and into the lounge. And she just went, ah. um, Anyway, I'm staying down in the bedroom where that closet sort of has a door that goes into the ensuite of this bedroom. And I say goodnight to my mum, turn off the lights, and I go into the bathroom, which... As I said, he's on to that closet. And I just hear this, I'm not going to hurt you. And I was just like, mm, shivers. Um, and I said, oh, thank you. I was like, I didn't think you will. And she was like, I just wanted you to know I was here. And <laughs> shivers. Yeah, and I said, well, are you going to let me sleep well? And she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you should see my shivers. Like, shivers. <sighs> yeah, anyway, so, like, that kind of goes back and forth. I go to the bathroom, and then I go to turn off the light, and I just hear this, good night. <laughs> I think it's really cute. Like, I am a little bit freaked out. Um... So I think it's cute. It's like, as soon as I'd kind of acknowledged they were here and told someone about what I experienced, they felt okay to be like, oh, hi, just, just want to let you know I'm here. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> because the experience I'd had up in the room directly above this one, um, it's a big room and I just always felt like when I opened my eyes, I was going to be watched. I kind of or was going to see something, and I kind of feel that down here as well. But I was lying in bed. I was trying to get to sleep one night, and I was lying on my stomach, and I just felt something drop onto my back that was, like, as heavy as, like, a laptop charger. So it was, like, kind of dropped, like, a, from, like, 30 centimetres to half a metre 
onto my back and like obviously nothing was there like I had a duvet over me and everything I was on my own so that's what I just told my mum about and she was like oh, you don't feel anything in my room do you and I was like no 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 <laughs> um I'm a little apprehensive to go to sleep though I think she's nice. I just found her come and give me a hug. This is actually really sweet. <laughs> How precious. I feel like she's like a little grandma. So I can even give an update from that because it was only a few weeks ago. But after that experience, and I did feel like she was a little grandma I just felt like if anything I was being protected while I slept like she was looking over me and making sure no one would come through or hurt me which is just such a 180 from my mum living there for nine years me feeling uncomfortable and scared whenever I stayed there to the point where I'd just avoid coming home because I didn't want to sleep in that house to just now feeling safe and protected by the little old lady that just wanted someone to know they were there like the poor thing is probably just like hey hey <laughs> someone see I'm here I was trying to deconstruct why I felt like she was in that closet and I thought that perhaps I thought maybe the previous house owner's that their mother or grandmother passed away in that house. Yeah, I'm getting nods in that bed. Yeah, okay. So in the bed I sleep in in that lower room, I think she may have passed away there and then her ashes were kept in a shelf in that closet. Yeah, I'm getting shivers everywhere. Cool. Um, Both the beds in those two bedrooms that are sort of guest bedrooms in my mum's place now were beds that came with the house so the family that were there before let my mum and her partner buy the house and keep the beds in there cool good to know Lydia that someone passed away in the bed you sleep in but hey they're a friend I love little grandmas and grandpas coming through <laughs> They're the sweetest ones. Anyway, maybe there's a bit of a problem with Lydia doing a big DJ remix of an episode. She talks too much. <laughs> like, normally, if I have one or two topics, I can keep to schedule, but I didn't today, and I really apologize for that. I will have a question box up on my Instagram tomorrow. That's at Psychicish Podcast. I'll put the details in the show notes. I think. We'll just do like if you have any thoughts or feelings after the episode because there's quite a lot to digest. So anything you're thinking after this episode, chuck it in there and I'll share it and see if anyone else feels the same as you or comment on it or whatever. If you enjoy the podcast, please, please share it with someone. Oh, and if you have your own story, where you've maybe seen a spirit or had a spooky experience or something you just can't seem to explain, send it through as a voice memo at my Instagram handle. Or if you can't figure that out, that's fine. You can type it through in a message 
But of course, only do that if you're comfortable with it and I'll change your name or make sure that you're completely anonymous because I respect your privacy. So unless you state otherwise, you'll remain anonymous. Thank you for being here today. I really thought it was going to be a really light episode and I didn't expect to have any revelations. I will see you next week on Wednesday for the next episode. Thank you very, 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 very much for listening. It is 10.37 right now, so it's time for me to go to sleep. Hopefully that little old lady will protect me and protect you while you sleep. Good night.